So there was there was one conversation, and I think this one is that what was the biggest thing, right? I had a conversation with somebody, and essentially, the person was focused on, let's say, looking at or building something, which was, uh, yeah, building something around um, enabling, you know, let's say the history of the continent. So I think they were focused in particular regions, of course, because the continent has a very, you know, many countries and a wide history. But it was almost that kind of, you know, if you know where you're from, you kind of know who you are. And potentially, you can know where you're going, right? Which I agree with, like 100%. Um, I think I, I would hope you do as well, but I agree 100%. But then yeah, for sure. we've, been, we've been seeing, I've been seeing this, getting this pushback when I say, and I think I did an interview recently with Nyrometrics, and in the interview, and also in this conversation and in other conversations like this, what I've said is, we are focused on growing global African brands that stem from the continent right um so we want to build brands that stem from somewhere on a continent zim south africa kenya ethiopia eritrea wherever um but we want them to go global we want them to integrate with the mainstream i use this word this provocative word to dilute to, to essentially in as they go into the mainstream they're going to dilute you know the concentrated nature or the constant nature of the culture of their country their home country region etc and for the, for a reason um that seems to rub some people up the wrong way and 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 how i leave it or how i like to say it is i have no issue with a company that wants to be focused on the continent wants to be you know just go around the continent or what have you but surely somebody needs to focus on trying to make global brands that come from Africa. And that's just our mission with better products, better brands, better perceptions, and our belief about, you know, Africa's future is going to be shaped by the global brands it creates. Um, and yeah, for some reason, there is pushback, um, <laughs> quite passionate pushback. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm not surprised. It's it doesn't seem like a provocative statement to us because all we're saying is there should be African origin brands with a global impact and that speak to both a local and global audience that mm -hmm. should exist. We're not saying every brand should be like that. In fact, most brands shouldn't. Most brands should mm -hmm. speak to their very local audience, their target market and service and customize and tailor locally. But for the very small percentage of companies that we're talking to and founders that we're talking to, which is maybe less than 1% of all brands and companies. I mean, I'm sure it's less than 1%. Far, far less than 1%. Yeah. We're saying that there should be some small percentage of brands that come from our continent that do have global reach and global impact and global appeal. Yeah. Why? Because we think that it's essentially a propaganda play, right? <laughs> we, think, um, we think that if you look at lots of other countries, you know, you get to know a lot of these countries initially through the, their successful brands that make it overseas. And without trying to push any political agenda, they do shift the perception of that place in the minds of people who have very limited action interaction with it otherwise. So we're not saying anything new. We're just saying, let's do what other regions and other countries have done, right? Yeah. Successfully. 
which is what what I knew nothing about Japan apart from the audio and visual equipment that my parents had in the 80s. Mm-hmm. But I had respect for Japan on that basis. Made in mm-hmm. Japan. Wow, made in Japan. Yeah. Ah, okay, no, this must be good. This must be good. And this is before I knew anything about Japanese craftsmanship. It's before I knew anything about the Japanese industrial manufacturing capability, technology. I didn't know anything about that. Just from a very young age, I thought, I bet Japan's really, really solid. You know? Mm. And that's just because of the brands and the products that they created, which found them their way to initially Jishavan is Zimbabwe and then Swakopmund Namibia, right? Mm. So I think we're just trying to state the colliery of that, which is do we always have to be on the receiving end of these impressive brands from other places that have global appeal? Can we also export, not necessarily only for a global audience, but let's produce brands and products that also have some global appeal, right? Yeah. Um, But it's triggering for certain people because it makes them think that we're trying to pander and or that we're coming from a Western-centric lens or that we're trying to appeal to audiences other than ourselves. And that starts to speak to issues around, you know, this sort of pushback against colonial thinking and that sort of thing, right? So I get, mm. I get it. I get why, it, why people feel, it doesn't feel like Nkrumah's Pan-Africanism. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I don't think, I think Kwame would agree with us. I think he would say, that's great guys. You guys work on that. I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to hold down the whole I'm going to work on this now. other thing. But let exactly. me know how it goes. And by yeah. the way, feed some of these messages into this stuff and don't, 100%. and remind them about this and remind them about that. But you know, it's hard to right? put that all into a tweet or into a LinkedIn post. So I'm not surprised yeah, you didn't push back. But 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 you know, you know, so so there's lots of stuff that I kind of want to say, right? But something that came up in 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 a venture that we're building, we were doing media analysis and a venture that we're building, right? And funnily enough, before this came up in the media analysis, it came up in like this is random, but I was <laughs> I was on YouTube one night, couldn't sleep. I was on YouTube and I was looking at there was a video saying the the top, I don't know if it was top downloaded or top played or top performing singles from like 2000 to 2022 or something like that, right? And I was just, so sometimes I like to see this, like I saw some other thing, which was like the, 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 the highest record sales um, or like the most viewed internet site from like 19 you know 1990 something to whatever and there's these weird things you look at so i was you know, i was looking at that and my thinking was i'm going to see obviously stuff that i know as they get you know from the you know the noughties and what have you and then i know there was a particular moment when i really stopped following popular music and i knew it was just going to be stuff that i didn't know right but what was really weird and i went on a deep dive probably it took two hours after this <clears throat> there was a song that i had heard that I didn't know who sang it. And the song was called Dynamite. And it was sung by BTS, which is a K-pop group. And I'd heard from some kids uh, about K-pop, but I didn't know. What it, and then I realized, I went, what, hold on. And I started watching. I went into a BTS binge, right? And the interesting thing was, one, there were songs that they had made that I'd heard on adverts or various places, which I did not know yeah. came from <laughs> them, right? Yeah. And then after, so so a couple of things. When I now went and watched the video, listened to it, a couple of things came up. One, I've gone to uni with loads of 
Koreans, like East Asians, you know, people from Hong Kong, etc. And one thing I know is there's certain words they might struggle. And I used to take take the I used to take the piss out of my friend from um, from um, Myanmar, from Burma, right? Because there were certain words you couldn't say, what have you. And so, one, when I now watched them and listened to them, I could see certain words they like they were struggling with. But it was quite well done over. So I was like, okay, clearly they're not native English speakers; they're native South Korean speakers. And secondly, when you watched it, when you watched it, all the stuff in the charts around them was like, because you know now it's kind of like very like techno edgy, like I don't want to say Southern crunk, but it's moving to this kind of new stuff that I'm not too aware of. But the thing is, they almost, if you watch their video Dynamite, it gives one, it looks like a classic 90s boy band Backstreet Boys, like in terms of how they set themselves up, dance, dancing in the chorus. The dance moves, I could, I'm a Michael Jackson fan. I could pinpoint like Michael Jackson's one of a uh, move that paid homage to Michael Jackson was like it came once every three to four seconds, right? These guys are really good at dancing, right? And they were rapping and they were doing all these other things that I do not know from, let's say, Koreans that I went to uni with, right? But you know what? What came up in our in our media analysis, right? Um, in particular, we're looking at South Africa and Africa in general, where literally the major labels basically own the music right yeah. they own the music and what's happened is they're pumping in because if a, if a major label owns most of the the catalogs in in africa right i was looking at south africa in particular we're looking at south africa if a major record label owns most of the most most of the new artists right, that are decent what happens is the 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 label the person who's now putting marketing budget behind behind something has a choice right and here's the choice if I put my marketing budget behind this local artist who is less known, is that am I going to hit my target more so than if I put the same amount of money behind Drake, right? And what happens? They go, you know what? I want to hit my targets. I'm going to put the money behind Drake. They put the money behind Drake, and Drake becomes popular in South Africa because he's in the global mainstream and everyone appeals to him, whereas the other artist, right, who's, you know, he would have got there eventually, they need to actually... No, and it's not, there's nothing bad, there's nothing evil, but they they are having to suppress his push out or his marketing, right? Because the other one's a sure bet, right? Now, here's another thing. I'm reading verbatim, right? Um, globally, the music industry, this, so this is a particular article that came up in our media analysis, right? It's about thing. Globally, the music industry is being led by independent labels. While South Africa is the exact opposite, not just South Africa, by the way, lots of countries in Africa, a number of countries like Mexico and South Korea derive huge revenues from exporting music. K-pop, as the South Korean music phenomenon is called, is currently worth over 560 million. New Zealand, with a population of one-tenth of South Africa's, of South Africa's, collected more than 250 million rands, right? The 560 million, by the way, that was dollars, but New Zealand collected more than 250 million rand for their musicians from global music consumers in 2020, right? Um, now, what did South Africa bring in? South Africa, there was somewhere where it said South Africa brought in, there's a damning quote here. It said, oh, I'm trying to find that, and it's so damning. And you, as thingy, would be, would, would, would take it thingy. Um... There was a damning quote. I'm going to find it. But essentially, South Africa, I mean, 
they're pushing out a massive amount in royalty payments, but they're yeah. bringing in like like virtually nothing, right? And I just like BTS, right? Mm-hmm. That is not when I look at that, I don't think, yeah, that's Korean culture, like you know, core conk Korean culture. Remember, Korea, there was a war ages ago with with the United States, North South Korea of you know the Korean War. I don't think that is their core culture. BTS, if I go to Korea, I'm just going to see... You know what I mean? I don't think that. Yeah. Um, however, you know, ba- devil's advocate please. is that um, there may not have... B- BTS and K-pop, which I- I'm, I'm not as uh, au fait with as you are. Andy. <laughs> Bro, this is, um, this is my first dabble. Right? <laughs> it's okay. We don't have to get into the details. But BTS and K-pop is um, it, it may... I think that their first audience was very local, right? Their target yeah. audience. Yeah. It was made for, I presume, Korean teenage. teenagers that yeah. also grew up on both local and Western style music, whether it was Western pop music or whatever the case may be. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So see. devil's advocate, you might say, well, the fact that K-pop is so big and it doesn't represent core old school con Korean culture is mm-hmm. an analogy for the argument that it's good and desirable to have global appeal in brands and products for Africa because, and they don't necessarily have to have um, super localized content to be successful or to resonate. Right? But I think what the devil's advocate might argue is, okay, fine. Even if you develop a product or a, or a brand in Africa, if you're not first appealing to the people who are from that region or area or locality or target demographic locally, mm-hmm. you might struggle and fall so between two yeah. schools. Charity begins at home, so right? Yeah, you're yeah. unlikely to, to gain that, that international audience. Um, and maybe you're better off first focusing on your local audience, building a groundswell, and then, and then, and then, if it happens to have global appeal, the global yeah. appeal will resonate, you know. But that's, but that's that. I, I almost feel like, and maybe it doesn't, right? Which is why you asked me the question. But I almost feel like that goes about saying, right? Because like you would expect with BTS, I would expect if I went to Korea, right? So this is what I'd probably expect if I went to Korea and I said, oh yeah yeah bts right they'll go like yeah of course i'm a bts right now they'll probably start getting oh but this is like like the stuff that we listen to you know what i mean bts is kind of it's cool we love it we love them for what they do right but here's some other artists who i have not heard of and even proper young guys who are you know consuming k-pop just hadn't heard of right so like the great example is um when we were when, when we were young when i was at school people like love to try to say I knew that rapper before he or she was famous. Right. And so then after at some point they quote unquote sell out for the money. Right. And then you go, no, 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 no. But did you know their track? Like, you know, did it? And then, you know, there's somebody somewhere who claims they knew them when it was selling it out of their boot. Right. And, and the thing is, it's like, like now, like in people doing that over the years, and you might say it started with, I don't know, Run DMC or um, 
Sugar Hill Gang or something earlier, people like, you know, get in that, if you want to call it hip hop light or what have you, right? That has led to what has happened now, which is, frankly, hip hop, you know, is one of the most powerful brands amongst 14 to, I don't know, 25 year olds in the world. Yes. Right. But it started on a foundation of hyper localized content. 100%. Like, 100%. Like, like my block area. 100%. Kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. But enough to note, but note, right? Everyone who said, right? Because there's still people on the block who said, I'm legit. Right. Mm-hmm. Everyone who said, you know what? Whether it's for money, whether it was for like, oh, you know what? Um, I'm chasing the money. I could care about you know, actual hip hop or whatever reason, everyone who went into the mainstream, a lot of people were demonized for doing it. But the thing is, when you go into the mainstream, all of a sudden you actually open up more corridors for people who actually say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to stay hyperlocal, right? Because you bring the appeal into it and you get some people who go, wow, I've heard, I've heard Eminem, you know, without me, I've heard Eminem, you know, these silly songs they've done before. And then now he goes and makes 8 Mile. And enough to you go, oh, you know what? I want to be a, I want a rap battle. Or I want to go and find all these other guys. And he brings something, you know what I mean? And it's like, you get an appreciation because frankly, over the 90s and into what do you call, I would say almost, I mean, we're almost going into hip hop or whatever now, but like, like, even if you think about it, like NWA and, and that kind of very aggressive style of hip hop was very different to Sugar Hill Gang. But even that has come into the mainstream, right? So my point is, again, but there's guys that I don't, I'm not going to know who, if I go to Chicago, if I go to Detroit or what have you, they're going to go, oh, bro, oh, you know, there's this guy. This guy's legit. This guy's the future. Yeah, but that's, a, that's, the, that's the conveyor belt. That's what's supposed to happen, right? But the, what is not supposed to happen is, I don't care. We must stay hyper-localized and the rest of the world must come to appreciate our hyper-local culture, right? Um, which, you know, as, you know, you, you, you have to, you have to have, you have to dilute to some degree. Somebody has to do it. Somebody has to almost put out an olive branch, put out something so that people can then appreciate it and move over and more. Am I making sense? Yeah, it makes sense. And I think fashion and music is not what we're necessarily focused on, but it's a useful analogy, right? So again, let's mm. go back to Japan. Then I want to bring it back to Nigeria, but with Japan, I'm trying to think back to the first Japanese fashion brand that I knew. Oh, Ivisu, most likely. Oh, oh was right? that was Japanese, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And that was popularized by, I think it was Jay-Z. Hip-hop. Right? Yeah, Certainly hip-hop, yeah, but sure. I think it was Jay-Z yeah. specifically. Um, okay. And it just took off then in, you know, New York or whatever, in hip-hop yeah. culture in New York. There was nothing particularly Japanese about those jeans. That was sort mm-hmm. of, you know, it was it was something that you could have made and designed in in Harlem or in Manhattan or in LA. But probably it gave people a taste for like, oh wow, I wonder what else Japan is doing in terms of streetwear. And then maybe mm. you go to Japan and then you say, oh, okay, there's a hip hop culture in Japan that I can relate to, but they do it with the Japanese from a in a Japanese way. Yeah. By the way, forget Ivisu, there's this amazing brand from yeah. Osaka, Eastern Osaka. Exactly. Right? That's like legit. And actually that's and... what's popping right now. 
hundred percent. And I'm not trying to do all this mainstream stuff anymore. I actually want to go deeper and and sample stuff that only local people really know about, and then maybe I'll mm. bring that out, right? So mm. I think therein lies this this that that's the point we're trying to make. I think is that yeah, in African context, I'm not saying that everybody should be trying to appeal to a global audience. In fact, most people sh probably shouldn't be trying to appeal to a global yeah. audience, right? Just make stuff for people for your local target market and niche down and then um you know see what happens and build from there but there should be somebody yeah there should be somebody who's creating whether it is a brand or a product um that's gonna that's gonna that could bang globally and by the way it doesn't mean that you're necessarily speaking even in english but what it means is that maybe maybe the packaging and marketing is a little bit different right um mm. Maybe true, the, maybe true, some true. maybe some of the content is different, but I don't think that necessarily has to be. You know. Yeah, it does. I um, mean, I think I think what do you call it? You know, BTS. I'm keep going to BTS because what do you because it, it blew my mind. But BTS. I mean, some of their tracks. It's not all in Korean, but there's a bit of Korean in it, right? From what I understood, somebody else is going to correct me and tell me about it, right? But you know, you, somebody might learn a Korean word, right? Yeah. So so let's look at Nigerian music for the moment. And that's a massive topic, and I'm no expert in Nigerian music at all. Mm -hmm. So I'm, you know, I'm about to say something that here is probably wrong. But if you look at the earliest popularized Nigerian music that started making it out of Nigeria, right? Whether because right. it was liberation fighters that high, came, high life -y kind of exactly, stuff. right? Look right. at look at stuff like high life from back in the day. Mm. That was it, it was broad a broad oral spectrum. So there was, mm -hmm. I think, stuff that was very local, kind of was made next door in someone's basement. But then there was also really high production stuff that incorporated electric guitars and and elements of music from around the world, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I think even back then, there was this idea of creating something which was true to the local context and representative of the local context, but also had some elements which were appealable from outside. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. So then people yeah. start to understand Nigerian music both across our continent, right? Um but also globally uh, outside mm -hmm. of the continent people start to say, "Oh, okay, interesting. There's this music and people start bringing it out to the states and other places and in England." Now fast forward and look at today, the impact that um Nigerian music has in the states. Just look at And to be fair, at, I think those are different waves. I think are different those waves. Are different waves. Yeah, yeah are exactly, waves. exactly. So they're, they're completely different waves, right, of, of a similar trend. But even today, you can go back to Nigeria and you can find music which is not made with anybody in mind outside of even a very specific location or or um, or the country. That's probably going to get a better chance of visibility yes. because of the stuff that has gone mainstream and global. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's 100%. the point. And, right? and 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 let me be and 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 I think I think using music and if she actually talking about high life. And, you know, even talking about people like um, somebody comes to mind is Paul Simon, you know, in terms of in terms of him and how he popular and even Michael Jackson with Ladysmith, Black Mambo, Mambazo, Mambazo, Mambazo um, because after, after his Moonwalker video, um, they I mean, they were big in like late 80s, early 90s. They were yeah. massive. Right. Oh, and heavy rotation on my, my phone. I, Sorry, it's still in heavy rotation on my phone. Maybe. Okay, okay, bye, bye, bye. exactly yeah. right. So, so, so you know probably that's on the moon. Is it the moon is walking? And also, no, Linda Lanny. I think it's Linda Lanny. I think that mm. that that was on the what do you call it? But anyway, um, and I'm not going to start trying to speak 
to, or so or something else to butcher things and and then to get kicked Please, off. Man, it's class. Kicked- <laughs> <laughs> this is this is get this is get the foundations here. So. Let's get the, the foundations, right? <laughs> um, um, so so, but but like, I think that see the 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 difficulty with music and making a comparison, right? Is music is naturally a brand. It's naturally a storytelling brand. In high life, there was a story they were trying to tell, right? Fella and what have you were trying to tell a story. That story was. A very human story. That story was very well articulated. It was articulated with maybe different rhythmical sounds, right? But there was a story they were trying to tell. Now, my issue is, I don't like, even if we talk about, forget about the brands and what have you said, like these companies, as we know, we're going back to it, they're not telling stories. The only story is, we just got this number of people on our platform, right? So actually, the brands that are telling the best stories, Right. And I'm not I I don't want to hear these stories, but the brands that are telling the best stories are the brands that are talking about impact on the continent, normally done by people who've who are not from the continent who come in and go, Wow, I can't believe that kid is walking this much thing, or this kid has no light, or this kid has no water, and they tell a story and that story gets funded. Right. So so like all of these guys, we're talking about Afrobeats guys, etc. These are the global brands that Africa has, and they're individuals, right? And this is obviously, as you know, this is we're leveraging these in the ventures we're building. But these are the global brands. But my, but 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 my, and, and again, it's easy to go across. And I'm not saying they've done necessarily, and I do think they've done some of the stuff that BTS and what have you has done because there is hip hop in what in 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 what people are doing. There's a lot of uh, uh, kind of reggae influences as well, right? Um, clearly they're doing collaborations and what have you, you know, I mean, I can show you stuff from, you know, where I'm from, but so Equator region, bro, that stuff has not made it out Mm. and be very clear. If I, if you put that down, people are going, oh, bro, those are (laughs) classics. But if you put that down, bro's like, wow, that's, that's different. That's local. That's different. Right. And, 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 and you can, I mean, there's many tribes in Nigeria. You can go to the village because remember Lagos is not a village, right? Mm. Go to the village. And you'll see you'll see some people cracking out some some what you call it, right, which is very different, which haven't made it past, you know, maybe hasn't even gone to the city or hasn't definitely hasn't gone to, to you know if it's south south hasn't gone to the east or otherwise, right? So I think music is a difficult one because music is actually for me makes the case of why brands and storytelling is important because any musician who's not telling and musicians tell human stories in their context and that re, that uh, that relates and appeals to people and as we know and it also makes our point for mustard africa has really compelling stories the whole independence era was compelling right and that caused people to go wow i these are compelling stories i want to talk about them right the amount of stuff that came out of the whole like like apartheid and you know coming out of that right you know, lots of stuff came from Namibia and other things as well. Like all those things were compelling. They were human stories that people related to, right? But our brands, I mean, just because you had 20 users yesterday and now you have 200 million users, like fine, that's compelling in the sense of that that growth is rapid. But how often do you get really compelling growth? So here's a question for you. If I'm an entrepreneur and I'm one of this 
less than one percent that you're talking about that does want to appeal grow, to, to 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 create a product that and a brand that has global appeal without losing local relevance. I, I almost it, I almost so I almost wanna can, can you just zoom in on this create global appeal without losing local relevance? Because I almost think this is the fear. That's like there seems to be keep being that caveat. Right? That's going to the question that I'm about to ask. Okay, okay, okay. Does it matter whether I have local relevance or not? And and is there a is there a in your mind is the emphasis on hey, I might have been building this brand and this product in Hong Kong, but I happen to be sat here in Accra. So mm -hmm. whatever, I'm building it. And all that matters is that I'm from Accra and I started it here in Accra. And now it can just go as global as possible. It doesn't really matter whether it has any discernible link to the continent mm -hmm. apart from me. Mm -hmm. It's one, one, one approach. Mm -hmm. um, some would say, that's fine because a lot of American brands don't leverage necessarily their Americanness. They're just a dominant brand, right? They're just a dominant player. Like, okay, they happen to be from the States. People assume they're from Silicon Correct. Valley, but that's mm. not why people necessarily would buy it. I don't Correct. think. I think they buy it because it's here and it's ubiquitous. Yeah, and it's available, blah, 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 and it's good, right. whatever. Um, and so some would say, hey, it doesn't really matter. Why are we so obsessed with this? The, not everything has to tie to local culture. Not everything has to tie to our to our local story. It is a good in and of itself for us to have some successful companies that happen to have been started by African people. Mm. That is also good inherently. Others would say, no, but that is the biggest opportunity you have to make this impact that you're talking about around perceptions and narratives. And it's a hugely wasted opportunity to grow, go through the trouble of growing something that becomes globally appealing and has the platform and the microphone globally, and then to not use it mm. to proactively change the perceptions of a continent that needs the most perception changing because there's a big mm. mismatch between the reality and what people think about it. I, I, I think, I think, so I'm going to go back to that thing about global appealing globally but being locally relevant and i think part of the reason and it's not supposed to be a curveball is answering your thing in a different frame it's reframing it i think part of the reason why people have that fear is because they don't understand what a brand is right so let's put it this way there are only very few brands in my humble opinion in the world if i try to name them i'm not saying i'll name every brand i'll name the brands that i think are actual brands that i know Right. But there are other brands that I don't know that I bothered that. Right. A brand, if it's a good brand, talks about something. It doesn't it doesn't sit back. Like, so, for example, I, with all due respect, I really love Notion. You know that. Right. Notion is a project management kind of really wide database. Where you software. I love Notion, but Notion is not what I would call a brand fully per se. Now, people would call it a brand because it looks good. Right. Etc. But. Let me put this, it is a brand, sorry, let me put this, it is a brand, but it's not a powerful, compelling brand. Why? To be powerful, so, so this is the analogy I've now come up with, right? Um, remember, a brand, or you build a brand when you build relationships, right? You are a person, if you have a relationship, people have a relationship with that brand, the bigger the brand or the character, let's say, 
right? And the resonance you have of people is, right? Now, let me use Notion as an example, right? I'm going to be quite crude, but let me use that as an example, right? <clears throat> Notion did really well over the pandemic, right? It, I think it, oof, did it 10x its number of users? I think it went from like two to 20 mil, something like that, right? Or one to 10 mil. But it did a massive number on its users, right? Now, um, why I fell in love with Notion initially, as well as seeing um, there's tools and going, wow, this is, as a kind of geeking out and going, this is really easy to use. I heard their story about how they raised some money. The founders raised money. They went, well, we did thing. Then after the money ran out, as persons to go and raise again, they went, I think they went to Japan or somewhere because one of them is from, is from East Asia. They went there, literally sitting with ramen noodles in the middle of what you call it, and they went and redesigned it from scratch. And one of them is focused on the design. I wanted more stories like that. They, to my knowledge, they're not pushing out enough stories like that. And I'm not, and I'm, I'm wanting to communicate with them. Right. And sadly with a brand, the way you communicate, most of it is them is unilateral, them to us. They tell us stories. I couldn't find stories. All I can hear were customer success stories. And then I could hear is notions raised again, or notion has done this. Right. The equivalent is the really clever kid at school doesn't really talk to anyone. But he lets his marks do the talking. Oh, yeah, we know Andrew. Yeah, bro, that guy's a killer on the, on the exam papers. He gets it. Go speak to him. Kind of dull, but he's a killer on exam. All that we're going to know about him and all that we're going to think is what he's revealed to us, which he's actually revealed it without words, which is he kills it on the exams. Now, wouldn't everyone like to be the, this kid, right? And this is more of a brand. Yes, you kill it on the exams. You do really well. Maybe you do just as well just as well as Notion. Maybe you do worse than Notion, right? But the thing is you communicate. You're the kind of guy when you go up to him, hey, he's just easy to talk to. He, you know, he's genuine. Like I ask him a question, he he just tells the truth. Like he doesn't seem to have a bit of a wall. Like, you know, he's not just like overbearing or unnecessary, but he's just a genuine guy, right? He's communicating, right? You have a friendship, you communicate, right? So Good brands have something to say, and that thing they have to say is so poignant and so compelling to them, they keep talking about it. So Nike, I can't consume in, like, even if I tried, I can't finish their content. Red Bull, even if I tried, I cannot finish their content. They have something to say, right? So in that, right, <clears throat> the reason why we're saying, are we going to lose our local relevance is because I think we don't understand brands. If you are from a region, you are and you are a product to some degree of that region, of that culture, of that, what do you call it? When you talk, you're going to talk the stuff that you know. I don't know what it's like to grow up in the US in Chicago. I cannot genuinely speak about that. If you are speaking as a brand, right, you're, whether it's subtly or, or less subtly or what have you, it's going to come out. Why you founded it, what the challenges you saw, what you've got to say, it's going to come out. And that's the thing. Fella, it came out. You could, He couldn't not talk about it. A lot of these other guys who are musicians, literally to write a song, you write about what you know. As soon as you, as soon as you stop writing about what you know, all of a sudden that goes, ah, it didn't feel as genuine, right? How do people know? Because we're humans and we know relations. We just know, right? So, so, so yes, you can go and get new experiences, right? Like, you know, if somebody leaves a certain country, like so after a certain age, you're not going to use, lose your accent. It's done, right? You've got new experiences, but you're still who you are. So a good example of that 
is I forget his name, but the guy who created Calendly. Oh, um, isn't it Tope? Yeah, it's Tope. They call him Tope, but he's Tope. He's a yeah. Yoruba, Yoruba guy. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting, right? I mean, that is a huge, yeah, huge company. Company. Um, really successful. And it's one of the few, to be honest. You'd think that maybe it's one of those companies that could have just been a product feature in some other big company. Yeah, I But it yeah. didn't, right? Like, it's yeah. actually, you'd think that he'd have been swallowed whole. Swallowed, yeah. Some right? Google will go and put it, you okay, know, here, here you go. push stuff out. and then Exactly. Yeah, but yeah. somehow he managed to create, and, I, and I, it, it massively impressive, actually, that he managed to, to, to survive and sustain that as a standalone company, right, for a while. Mm. Mm. Um. But there you go. That's the Nigerian guy. He moved yeah. to the US as an adult, I believe. He had a couple of businesses which failed mm. and he hustled and struggled as a, an adult immigrant in the States to try and figure something out. This was his, I think, umpteenth business and it's huge. It's a game changer. Mm. It's, a, it's a world beater. There's not any ounce of African culture, aesthetic, design sensibility, mm. narrative element in it, apart from his own personal story, which is sufficient. Yeah. To do what and, you and, it, and I keep talking about, which 100%. is to change these perceptions of the continent. And, right? and, and the question, sorry to interrupt, right? Now, I don't know Calendly well enough to know what they do as a brand. But if he kept pushing out his story, which can change over time. It's not like literally he tells his story about how he came up to the US, but it's going to change over time. It's going to worry. I have listened to his podcast on um, on, on, on NPR, right? Um, or, or him being interviewed on a podcast on, on NPR on how we built it. But if he kept somehow, if he if he takes it, takes communicating what Calendly is about, and more importantly, that's what he is about as the founder and therefore the person who gave birth to Calendly, which is an avatar of him. If he took if he found out something to say and kept saying that there is like, yes, we might say it's not concentrated Nigerian. Right. But like, we're going to see the Nigerian, isn't it? Right. Yeah. Now, some people might go, Oh, but it feels like it's 20% Nigerian or 30% Nigerian. Some people want a hundred percent. Right. Some people want 90 something percent. That's up to them. I know. Yeah. I know in one fell swoop, he could just say, I started this, co I started this company because every time mm -hmm. I wanted to schedule a meeting, I had to go back and forth, emails, 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 text messages. There was too much Wahala. I didn't want Wahala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right? then I created this thing so to remove the Wahala from the whole situation, right? Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And someone might say, oh, he, but he just, he said, you know, sometimes he says Wahala. All right. That's like 0.5%. No, but right? my point, in terms of my point it, is, yeah. my point is this. I'm not saying you should use that word and incorporate it, but my I point is know. more, you know, it, it maybe there's I don't know, I don't know him right, but maybe there's yeah. maybe there's something in his it, look. It also could have just been a really good product idea where he said, hmm, yeah. "There's a gap in the market here. I don't know why you guys want a deep and meaningful story about how I connected it to my mm. grandmother in the village. I didn't. Mm. <laughs> I was thinking, <laughs> I taking, going back and forth on emails, so I made an yeah. idea. I had an idea, right? Yeah. Um, so maybe there is something about that, uh, but but I think the point the point remains right because we've been going back and forth. The big question we've been trying to answer today is. Um, well, one of the big questions is how do we respond to this challenge that you know we think it's important to have african-led globally appealing brands and companies mm. and or african origin 
We think that's important. So, we, we think that's important. Well, yes, the, yes, my yes. Plan, right? We think this is important for the perception of the continent, for the self-confidence yeah. of the continent. Yeah. Um, and by the way, not just external perceptions, internal perceptions too. Hundred percent. Even and more so. To be even there, more so. First yeah. and foremost. Yeah. Correct. correct. And so. So then there's this pushback saying, well, number one pushback, you should be focusing locally, domestically, regionally, and forget everybody else. I think we've mm. done away with that because we're saying, yes, 98% of businesses should be focused locally, regionally, domestically. We're yeah. talking about the two or 1% that should be trying to aspire to have a global appeal. Yeah. And I think then the spin-off question to that was, Okay, for those that are going out trying to be world beaters, is it important that they maintain a nexus to the continent? And what does that mean? Does it mean they need to have Kinta cloth logos? Obviously not, right? <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah. does it mean they need to have a Swahili name as the brand? No, not yeah. necessarily. Not necessarily, no, does not it, at all. Does it mean that they need to have some sort of African design sensibility or some sort of clever link to the built into the fabric of it apparently not it's amazing when that happens and it's much easier to see that in music and fashion and things of that nature but you can also just have a calendly which is a mm. which is a brilliant product made by an african made by a nigerian specifically that has become a world beater and through this but then what becomes important is the storytelling correct of how that product came to be and any influences and, and, in and, and the ongoing and the ongoing storytelling of what this company is about, what the, what the brand is about, right? Present continuous. Correct. So, so I think we've come to, we've mm. come to a resolution somehow. But, but can, can, can I give you an example? Can I give you an example? Because cause I think there's that. So Coca-Cola is global. Coca-Cola now, people. The problem. The problem with this example is people are going to go, but that's Coca Cola, right? Coca Cola is the most American company, one of the most American companies you can come across. Its its core thing is happiness. That's what it talks about. Happiness, right? Is almost I kind of now how they bring it out is different thing in in different companies, but happiness is their big thing. Now, obviously, certain times they had different things to talk about in regards to happiness. I've, I've talked about different things. Obviously, Christmas they always talk about happiness around Christmas, right? It's unsurprising not given talking... given the chemical origins of the product, but we'll get into that. <laughs> and the you know um, and the co cocaine uh, origins of it. Wow, but anyway, blatant. right? Yeah. But 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 alas, whatever's in it. The brand is the brand, and the brand is one of the most powerful brands in the world. And the brand has not lost its Americanness. Now, is it, it, it the, you know, does what do you call it just have a red, white, and blue flag going around? Now, somebody's going to say, yeah, but that's Coca Cola, it's American, it's da 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 da, right? But actually, and this is where I go back to storytelling, this is why storytelling is very difficult, right? But there's something in how Coca-Cola tells its story and what its story is and what's behind its story that actually gives you elements of America. And they haven't lost that. And if they, I will tell you this, if they lose it, people will know. It's interesting too, because you can see Coca-Cola branding. I'm thinking... I mean, you know, if I go to our village in Uganda, there's a Coca-Cola 
store. And yeah. maybe there's even like Luganda text underneath the Coca-Cola 100%. logo. In fact, yeah. there usually is. Yet, yeah. you don't think of it as anything other than this big American mm. company, right? So this, mm. proves it, this proves the point, which is... Mm. Even having Coca, but, but, but yeah, Coca Cola is such a behemoth, and maybe it's because it's, yeah. it's because of, it's just the sheer weight of the of the history, mm, which of is it. why people are going to say, "Oh, that's a yeah. bad example." It's Coca Cola, but still, yeah, yeah they have it's black faces. They have like you know Ugandan, Nigerian, leg, you know, Lagos, whatever you context, which is still talking about happiness, which everyone can relate to, and they st- but they still can't help but tell it in a slightly, however, maybe in Uganda, it's like. 10% American comes into it, mm-hmm. right? And you just still feel it. But it will be different. And this is what I'm saying. This is where I'm saying, like, when people are saying that and having that fear, there's a fear, there's a pathology, there's something else. But people don't understand. Like, it's it's basic. I may as well ask this question. Andrew, if you leave Uganda, South Africa, and Namibia, and you come to London, will you forget yourself? Now, what you could do is you could go and start, you know, p- pick up a received pronunciation accent, like literally drill it into yourself to change your accent. Mm. You can change your clothes. You can do all this stuff, right? And then you can have this contrived persona. Bro, let's be honest. People are got, like, even if you're a great actor, right? People are going to kind of see for it. Yeah, they're just like, no, 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 something off about that guy. Yeah, something <laughs> off about him, right? So the thing is, yeah. when you're when you're being yourself and you're aligning with yourself the easiest the easiest thing for you to do is to be yourself Mm. and you can't help but be the product of your experiences in your background Mm. and therefore that question of will you you know you know like appealing look like it's it's for me it's a it's a non-question and it needs to be reframed and it shows people not understanding communication and how a brand should communicate I think that's it. I think we call it there.